All right, everybody. Welcome back to the best hour of the day. Fern here, uh, and I'm here with Wattify, Brendan Rice from Wattify. And if you don't know who Wattify is, you've probably been living under a rock for your entire existence in the CrossFit community. Um, but uh, I know you guys are busy. I know the team is not actually as large as everybody thinks it is at Wattify. So I appreciate you coming on, brother. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. It's good to be on. Um, and I and I wanted to bring uh, Brendan on the on the show because. Uh, I just wanted to talk through some things. So there's no shortage of people who complain about or, or have their opinions about what's the best or, or what's, uh, you know, not so great with regard to gym software. Um, but full disclosure, I use Wattify have for, uh, for just under four and a half years. And um, I just thought it'd be cool to, to talk through the evolution of Wattify, like what they have coming in the future. Um, and then hopefully get some questions answered for affiliate owners and maybe athletes. Um, and then there may be some follow-on questions for this too. So, uh, like, I guess quasi storytelling, quasi Q and a, I guess would be like a good way to kind of describe this one, I guess. So, um, but first and foremost, how long have you been working for the company? Yeah. So I've been at Wattify for a little over two years now. Um, so we've been around for seven and a half years. Um, and yeah. Okay. And then, so, and what's your, what's your specific role within the company? So I'm the chief marketing officer, mostly involved in marketing strategy, but, uh, like you said at the beginning, you know, we're still a fairly small and scrappy team. So on a day-to-day basis, I'm in a marketing meeting, working with our sales guys, um, coordinating projects with our customer success, um, going down and doing in-person stuff. I was actually just just got back from Wadpalooza this weekend, hanging out with some customers there. So uh, a lot of different areas of the company. I have yet to go to that event. Uh, Jason was down there, my business partner, and uh, that's his, he's been down there as an athlete. He didn't, he went on the team last year. I think it was a skilled team. And then he went down there and was doing a bunch of different stuff. Um, but everybody that I talked to says it's a pretty, pretty amazing event top to bottom. So yeah, it was- yeah, they, they do a, I mean, now loud and live, um, has scooped up a couple of the, couple of these sanctionals and they, they definitely know what they're doing when it comes to event management. Um, so it's a really pretty high level of, um, you know, just quality of professionalism and, and people at the event and then obviously the vibes there and that, that sanctional and that event's been around for a while. So people are, uh, people are into it and it's, it's cool to be there. I forgot who I was talking to about this the other day. I didn't realize that event I think is 10 years old. Is it not? think this was either their ninth or their 10th year yeah yeah that's crazy to think about yeah um it's almost as old as the crossfit game just a couple years younger but um okay so i think um it's worth talking about honestly like like how did wattify become a thing like what like what was the genesis of of wattify who like who was the person that thought it up they're like i've got a better (laughs) idea you know Yeah, so it goes back to 2012 in a little gym called CrossFit Aspire in New Jersey. Um, So our founder's name is Amit Shaw. And at the time, his background in technology, at the time he was running a consulting company that helped implement enterprise technology at massive companies. Um, And so he's he's got a very technical mind and, and he comes from a technical background and he started doing CrossFit. And, you know, back in 2012, and, you know, I'm not exactly sure about CrossFit Rife and what your guys's setup was but most CrossFit gyms in 2012 you'd walk in there'd be a workout written on the whiteboard Um, maybe they'd hand you a notebook and say hey keep track of your workouts Um, and then the gym owner's probably going into like a WordPress website or something and typing in the workouts and so he started doing CrossFit and performance tracking and CrossFit um, and the element of kind of competition and then the whiteboard is was such a big part of the culture um 
that he got into that and just saw this huge opportunity to bring technology and make that just a better experience for coaches and members and for the gym owner. Um, so it started as a, a, a side project, to be honest, over, over like a holiday period where the idea was very simple when it began. It was, let's take performance tracking and make it digital. Um, there was kind of three elements. Let's put screens up in a gym where when a member comes in, they'll see the workout on a screen and then they'll be able to track their results so that they can see their performance over time and they don't have to like go dig back through a notebook. Um, and then because we're putting that king that in digitally, the we can automatically push it to like a WordPress website or whatever your website is. Um, and and so ultimately it's kind of like saving time and making that more efficient. But what we were really doing was creating like a retention tool. You were giving you were giving gym owners and coaches a way to engage with their members better and, and like demonstrate their results and performance over time. Um, so that was kind of how it started. And then you know, I can get into it, but, but from there we're, we obviously grew and, and took off a lot, but that was, that was the start of just look, people who got into CrossFit and saw, saw a problem. That is uh, like not necessarily like a unique story within CrossFit. Um, so it's one of those things where um, I'm trying to think of, CrossFit's this weird space. Do you still have good audio on me? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. All right. Sorry. Hold on. Stop. Um, it's this unique situation where everything that's needed for the CrossFit space comes out of the CrossFit space, right? Like everybody's just like, mm, we don't have something that we need. I'm just going to build it. Right. And I think Waterfly is no different, right? There's so many things that have been, so you think Rogue, Waterfly, um, I mean, how many apparel companies exist yeah. because of that? So I always think that's super, super cool. And just the ecosystem is, um, is, is pretty robust in nature when you think about it. And, uh, it's just cool to see that, that like, there's a need there and people fill it because it's a very niche market of, of fitness, if you will. And, um, it's cool to see that evolve over time for those people that haven't seen it. It's hard to explain to people that like none of this crap existed 10 years ago. It was just like everybody was running their gym off a spreadsheet. There were some software companies out there. You know, like we used to use MindBody online, but it's not, I don't think it's conducive to a micro gym. You know, yeah. it was just like we had to get away from it. And, and then we looked around and then the, the natural fit when we were looking around, I was like, what if I was like, oh, this, this is very, like very narrow in nature. It is CrossFit centric. And it makes sense. I can do all the things that I want to in one place. So um, that's really, really cool. And kind of going off of that, it helped us like being so involved in the CrossFit community kind of informed our entire product roadmap and got us to where we are today. Because like I said, we started with that digital performance tracking and everything else we've built since then has been based on back from gym owners and based on the CrossFit community. Um, so they've, they've really helped shape the, uh, the entire evolution of Wattify. What was the, because obviously you guys have added a lot of function. I don't even remember. Like, what was the, just basically like the basic functions that Wattify started with? WAD tracking? Did you even do member management, like uh, as far as payment processing at the beginning? No. So we actually, in, in the early days, specifically said we are not going to do payment processing because there's just so, that just opens up such a can of worms. Um, so you start with like performance tracking, digital performance tracking was, was where we started. Um, and like the first few gyms, we'd, We'd go in and again, back then it was such a 
big culture and behavioral change that we would go into gyms and we would install the hardware. We'd put, we'd hang screens up on their wall and we'd hang out there for like three days working with their coaches and really encouraging them to, to interact with their members, to get the adoption because the um, even though we were so felt so strongly, it was a better solution and an improved retention. You're changing a behavior. It's something people are used to and they're, you know, they're not used to seeing that in a gym. Um, so we really had to take a hands-on approach and we went to like, we were at Mayhem um, and like NC Fit and a few of these other big gyms early on and, mm-hmm. and just went in and uh, like spent a week there and, and helped them implement it. And then all we asked was, if you find value in it, if you like it, just tell other gym owners and tell your friends. And like, we didn't sign contracts or anything. We were just like, hey, if you like it, tell people. And, uh, and you can see like our company's growth in those areas and, and as more and more people started using it. Um, but it was, it was performance tracking. And then obviously once you start doing that, you need like people to check into classes and you need to tie workouts to certain schedules. So we got into scheduling and, and people had profiles. So there was this element of, of users. Um, I remember uh, wait lists was a big one. We had one of our biggest customers was like, well, we have classes, but we need, we need to be able to have a wait list for that class. And uh, if you guys can't do that, we'll, uh, we're going to have to leave to one of the competitors um, you know, next week literally next week. And this is, uh, this was a gym out in New Jersey. And so our development team stayed up for like 72 hours and built wait lists. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're like and, done. Uh, Got it. And, and like the part about Wattify as a technology company is we're completely bootstrapped. Um, this is, you know, we've never taken on outside funding. And so all of our, all of our growth has happened from revenue generated by customers. And that's, you know, if you're not in the, in the, tech space or the software pretty space, rare. Like, that's pretty rare um and in our industry we're, we're the only gym management system that that's taken that route um and it's let us make fairly long-term product focused customer-centric decisions and it, and it forced us to be so when that customer says i need wait lists or i'll leave we we kind of have to do that right yeah it's it's the, you know part of uh the, the, the company um and then there was a tipping point where a lot of people were using in the early days were using us and MindBody. They were like, mm-hmm. I love this performance tracking. It's helping my members love Wattify, but I have to build people and I need to have this back end stuff. So I use MindBody and I can't pay these two subscriptions anymore. Like you guys need to need to add more features. And so again, going back to listening to the needs of our customers, we uh, said, all right, we said we were never going to do this, but let's, let's get into payment processing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, of- and I honestly think, and I know, I know there's people that use, combinations of software and, yeah. and, and other things. But for me personally, this is just my, my personal thing. I have just always been against like having to use multiple platforms that are, are, are intertwined. Like I don't care how, how smooth the integration is. Like I, it's just, it's still two things that I don't want to do. And I've always felt like with that, for me personally, that's always been a huge kind of leg up for Wattify that that's it. Everything I need to do and want to do for the most part can be done in there. I mean, there are some limitations. I think once you once you get outside of the realm of your kind of group fitness classes, but but again, I don't even know that that's weird because that's not what it was designed for. So, um, so I, that's always been for me. It's just like, yeah, like they're like, you should move over to this one. I'm like, yeah, but the, what else do I have to use? And they're like, we got to use this too. And I'm like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, and and you see that stuff start. To, so it's not only the inconvenience of like, well, now I have three logins and each system is built a little differently, and mm-hmm. so, so you get a little uh gets a little complex. But then you also like I'll talk to to some gym owners who are like, oh yeah, I use this and this and this, and they're all twenty to forty bucks a month. That that definitely adds up pretty quick too. So yeah, you know we're never we're never gonna do 
everything better than everyone else. Like there are, um, you know, point solutions that might do, you know, automated marketing better than our automated triggers. But what we try to do is for 80 to 90% of our customers or our owners build the, the features that they need to run their business. Yeah. And yeah, there are definitely tools that are better automated marketing, but again, that's member management software with regard to memberships and wad tracking that's not really what it's for and that's a yeah. different that's a different beast altogether now you're getting into the world of of like legit CRM which is a, a different ball of wax now you're talking about email campaigns and and texting and and all these other things and i i don't think most people have any idea like how robust that can be like if you think if you look at uh tools like um, Infusionsoft or uh, what's the other big one? Um, it's like Active Campaign is a pretty big one. Active Campaign. Yeah. And there's a there's another one I'm blanking on. Like their logo is a cloud. But anyway, um, but yeah, that stuff is crazy big in scope. And it's just like you most gyms who are like let's just say a, a massively large gym, 500 members probably still don't need that. Like you could bootstrap most of those functions and not need a massive tool um, like that stuff to do it. So, um, so uh, going back to when you guys started, is there something that you guys got really, really wrong on the front end? Oh like, man. God, we blew it on that. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many kind of mistakes you learn from over the years. I think, um, well, I mean, one kind of funny one is we bought a, a great league team. <laughs> um, but, well, I think a lot of people lost out on that one. <laughs> but we, more, more like product specific. Um, you know, I think. Wait, go back to that. I didn't realize that. What grid league team did Wattify? Philadelphia, Philadelphia Founders. Oh, uh, okay. I had no idea. I didn't we know have that. A, we have the mascot in our office still. <laughs> um, Thunder Guns. It's that, it's that reminder of bad ideas. <laughs> literally, literally. One of our values is be humble and grow from failure. And we have Thunder Guns standing in our office every day to remind us of. I have the exact same thing of a picture of, of essentially what is a failed endeavor. And people are like, why do you keep that up? And I'm like, to remind me that it's okay to fail. And it's not, I'm not going to hide that. I'm not going to sweep it under the rug. It was a thing that happened. And it reminds me of like, Hey, be smarter, be more thorough. Like it, it's, it's fine. Yeah. Um, and I, and I think overall, one of the, one of the mistakes we made in hindsight was scaling, scaling some of our products so fast and not, uh, not like laying the architecture or, or getting like thinking through all the different features that that's going to affect or interact with. So the examples, you know, as we grew from zero to a couple thousand customers, um, even the way we were, and for any of our customers listening, you know, they, if they've been with us for five plus years, they've kind of experienced this firsthand, but the way we were handling like all the performance data early on was kind of like, let's, let's, let's build these tables. We need people to see their past workouts. Next thing we know, like today we have 225 million performances that have been logged. Um, and God. we just, we just didn't, we just didn't like think early on about that kind of scale. And so, so the impact uh, was kind of twofold. One is like, um, like actual 
uh, like product issues, like stability or speed issues, which we ran into. Um, and then the other one was just, just making sure all those features, like when we talk about how much we do, making sure they all work together. So like if you have, um, memberships that you're creating, making sure all our communications and our email tools are, are connected to those memberships and those triggers. So fortunately, like, you know, that that's a growing pain a lot of companies go through. But I mm-hmm. think the lesson there is even early on, like, think a few steps ahead or think, you know, what, what how, how might this impact a feature we build down the road? Or how might this work when we have 10 times the customers we have right now? Um, you know, there's probably some some lesson there for gym owners too. Like if out of, if they're looking at a new space or if they're well, that's where I was going with size, that. Is like, yeah. yeah, what? So if you were to try to scale that down to a gym owner, um, I mean, let's walk through it. Like, let's say I've got a gym of I just started. I've got a gym of 50 people, and my goal is to scale to 400. What would be one of those things based on like, you know, at a smaller scale from what you guys experienced that. And it doesn't have to be like super, super in the weeds, but more like principle that that a gym owner should consider with regard to increasing volume and what that all entails. Yeah. So, um, one one thought for and again, like I've I've never owned or managed a gym, so this will be fairly high level. But one one thought is just like back into some of the calculations you're making. Like if you're, if you're investing in equipment or if you're investing in like a new floor plan or something, start at either like start at membership account or maybe start at like class size you're looking for and just back into what, um, what you need versus like starting where you are today. Okay. And saying, all right, well, well, we need a, we need a floor size of 20 people. And we actually just did this. So we, we just moved our office to the center city, Philly, um, and we literally just did this exercise where we had to like bench out our office for about 90 employees right now we're at 55. And, and so we're building for, to set us up for success in the next like year, two years and not for where we are today. Um, okay. and the other lesson is like address culture and team development sooner than when it becomes an issue. So if you're, if you're starting to say, oh, I need to think about my gym's culture and I need to think about my coach development career path because you've had some of your best coaches quit or because you've had like huge issues, that's too late. So like, yeah. so, so try to take care of those things sooner or, or now than you think because the people um, that are helping scale and grow your business are ultimately like your, your greatest asset. Um, again, like there's a parallel with Wattify. We, we yeah. learned our lesson there, but uh, I think that's really important. That's, that's a, it's a tough, because of the, the context with which most people in the CrossFit space and, and kind of like micro gyms in general start, this idea of starting with the end in mind, like totally makes sense, but can be very, very difficult to wrap your brain around because to some extent, none of us ever get it right with like what the end actually needs to look like. So it's this weird labyrinth of kind of creative process slash bad ideas slash trial and error to eventually try to get there. And, you know, admittedly we just hit 10 years and I'm still kind of rearranging what the end looks like, but I am asking those questions now, like, okay, what in five years, what needs to be in place for me to thrive, but then one level past that, what needs to be in place for, you know, the two and three employees that I don't currently have yet 
to thrive, but I want to have so that they can have a career and we can have a thriving gym. So yeah, I think that's, uh, I think those questions are super important, even if you can't answer them at the time. Yeah. Simply the act of asking the question and going through the process is important because it kind of keeps you grounded with like where you're going to go. Um, do you, uh, I don't know if you can answer this question. How many gyms do you guys currently work with? Yeah, I can answer it. We're in about 5,000 gyms. Um, so roughly 30% of the CrossFit community. Yep. In, uh, in 90 countries. So Dang. most of our customers are in the U.S., about 75%. And then Australia, we caught on with, like, our timing in the CrossFit market. We started, um, you know, a couple years after CrossFit really started taking off. Yep. Uh, but in Australia, our timing was, like, right on. So okay. we have something like 70% of CrossFit gyms in Australia on Wattify, some, some super high number like that. Oh, wow. um, which is fun. They're, they're, they're the best customers to support. They're always in such good moods. Yeah. <laughs> what I, it's also pretty cool because, uh, from a standpoint of like people dropping in and being able to log in like at different platforms, if everybody out there is using the same system, I can log in, I can get that workout and can go into my, into my, um, workout. Yeah. That's interesting. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, so yeah, we're, we're, good. We have a decent, you know, chunk. And again, like you said, that's about 30% of the CrossFit market. Mo most of our gyms are CrossFit gyms, but um, especially in the past, like three years, we're starting to see some growth out of CrossFit, but uh, yeah. you know, 90% of our gyms are CrossFit gyms right now. Now for an affiliate owner who is either a not using any member management software right now, which that is a weird <laughs> statement to make. I don't know why that would be the case, but, <clears throat> or is like on the fence about Wattify. Like, what is it? What is it like? I mean, give your elevator pitch with regard to like Wattify. Like, why is Wattify a useful tool? Why should they do it? And the reason I ask is most people just look at whatever it is, like put name any software company that offers service value, blah, blah, blah. Um, a gym owner who's a startup just sees a dollar figure attached, yeah. attached to that. They're just like, that's just going to cost me money, bro. Like, I get it, but it's they just see dollars going out of their pocket, not necessarily ROI on that tool. Yeah, I think that's a, I mean, the, the biggest thing that I talk about with gym owners is like, and, and business management software isn't sexy, right? Like you got into, like most gym owners got in this because they have a passion for fitness and helping people. And it's kind of this like shitty thing they have to deal with on the side. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, and a, so, it's a necessary evil that you have to become competent at. So the way I try to start to position is like, we exist to try to help you achieve your goals as a business owner, whether that's scaling and opening a second and third location, whether that's just creating a profitable business and being able to spend more time with your members. Like, I don't want to talk about what features. What, what we do is help you run a more, like more efficient business, provide more value to your members and save time so you can do the things that you wanna do most. Again, whether that's coaching, spending time with your family, growing to a second or third location. And the way we do that is through um, giving you as close to an all-in-one solution as we can to run the entire back-end operations of your business and grow, uh, grow your membership base and retain your members. Um, performance tracking is where we got our start and now we do like way, way more than that. Yeah. But performance tracking, especially for CrossFit gyms, like the, the element of uh, just kind of like athlete experience and member retention that goes into that is huge. Um, and then with everything else we do, again, it just goes back to like, you can, um, one, of, one of the things I, I try to illustrate is it's really hard to, we have some 
competitors in our space or other solutions or even workarounds that are cheaper than Waterpilot. Like we're, we're one of the premium, um, more premium products. And on the surface, it can be really hard to look at like the features that you need, that you know you need and say, okay, well, I know I just need that. Let me invest in that versus taking kind of advantage of all of the features and capabilities that we have because they're all designed for gym owners to grow their business. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so really like investing, I see your software as an investment in the future and the growth of your gym. Um, and I think, like you said, there's, there's an ROI that you can tie to that and really, you know, using all of our, as many of our features to help grow and scale your gym as you can. Um, and then I guess more tangibly, like one of the things I just try to tell gym owners to keep an eye out for is like, think about the total cost of um, kind of the, the tech stack that you're using. So, you know, that's a, that's a hard dollar cost and that's a time cost. So if you're saving money by using, um, by maybe doing some stuff manually, well, at, least, at the very least be calculating how much time it's taking you to do that or how much time you're paying someone to do that. So you can get a full estimate of, yeah. the, of the value or like there are some, there are some systems out there that, you might find that charge a lot less or even free and charge like this is one a big one that I see that charge like high processing fees and gym owners kind of don't think of because they're like, well, if it's money coming in then I'll just pay you some percent. But like those sometimes literally add up to more than our entire monthly cost and the difference between our processing fees and other. So just keep an eye on like, you know, all of those different variables that go into the cost of your tech stack. Yeah. The, um, and we don't because you guys have it, but the uh, the merchant fees is one that a lot of people just like has been a is a booger in the in the and that's for yeah. any business honestly. Yeah, but exactly. and there's um there are some really cool things out there on in the works that I think uh, would be very valuable um, that we're actually going to talk about on the show here in the coming weeks or months. But um, that'll be I think super unique. But anyway, there's um there's some there's some cool things that I've noticed that you guys have done recently, and and this was this. I kind of wrote this down on a piece of paper here because it's kind of the idea was sparked from what we were talking about beforehand, which was when I was using mind body online, I was on the phone with customer service a lot. And while they were very, very good and they were friendly and they always resolved my problem, it was a weekly thing. And that alone goes back to what the point you're just making, which is that's time. Like, why do I have to do that? Like, why do I need to be on the phone with these people once a week about some, weird anomaly in the system about that I need to then like train every person on my staff to not do that because that single weird button creates this waterfall of crap sandwiches that I'm going to have to deal with and, and like create. But, um, when did you guys create <clears throat> this also is because if, if, if anybody's read the book by uh, Michael McCallow, it's called clockwork. It's basically like, how do you train? How do you replicate yourself and train, uh, processes and procedures and it basically is just like a do a a video screen capture of everything that you do that's that's computer-based like that's the that's the book in in like one sentence (laughs) all right cool so i don't Um, need to read it you don't need to read it yeah (laughs) but you guys but you guys created uh the training blueprint which solves a like this this problem that some people don't even know they have yet which is onboarding team members about how to use the system now i don't have to do that anymore yeah 
Yeah, so we launched that, um, and I was actually very involved in kind of the uh, inception and, and creation of that project. We launched it last year, and the big so the backstory here is like you said that we we have. Uh, an awesome support team and any any software company needs a support team because there will be issues and questions that come up and when we're looking at okay well we have support what can we do to like really provide more value and level up our customers and it was that um, development of resources that don't solve like an issue they're having but help them feel really confident and like they're taking advantage of all of our software features like we would see customers that were paying us um, you know a couple hundred bucks a month and we're using like maybe five to 10% of our features and didn't even know that we had other features or didn't feel confident enough going in there and setting them up or to the point we're hiring new team members and those people just hadn't been in the system very long. So we, uh, so we built Blueprint on an actual learning management system platform. So every user can log in using their Waterfy credentials, track their progress, get certified, and it teaches them thing I like about it is it's different than like a help article where blueprints set up to be like very uh, uh, user focused. So it teaches you kind of the why, like what are you trying to do? And then it explains the feature. Well, so, that, that was the, so a lot of people used to go with the, we have an FAQ page and I'm like, great, but that doesn't help. Like that doesn't help me learn what I don't know. Yeah, that's just, exactly. that's just a search function for like, I've messed something up at this point and I need to fix it. And I used to bug me to no end. People like, why don't you, have you checked our FAQ page? And I'm like, yes, but unless I type in the exact keywords, I might not get what I'm looking for. And I also don't know what I'm yeah. looking for because I don't <laughs> understand the problem. Um, so I thought that was really, really cool. And I've actually been going through it admittedly very, very slowly, but I've been going through it and I'm actually going to make my team go through it. Yeah. And, and, you know, I think it, there, there's just so much actual business value driven from people having a better understanding of the software that you're using for your business, especially when it's, you know, if Waterfy is touching every area of your business for all of your managers, coaches, and for you to just feel really confident and, and really taking advantage of the features that make sense to you. Um, like I was talking, this was actually at Wadpalooza. I was talking to a customer who didn't even know we had a, the, the feature to have announcements. And now they're going to start using announcements and like, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something that they use to promote like an upcoming event and they get more people to show up. Like there's, there's business value to understanding our software. It's not, it's not just like a, I want you to use more Wattify features. Yeah. So if anybody doesn't know what announcements are and if you're not using it, it, I will tell you personally, it's very useful. So if you're looking at the screens in Wattify, you typically have uh, the WAD posted and then the coach board, which is check-in screens where everybody checks in. The announcement, and typically people would send an email out for this function. The problem is an email is a one and done. This is assuming people actually read their damn emails, which they don't. Um, But announcements actually goes on the page where the WAD is posted. So if you're going to have gym closing hours that are different or you're selling t-shirts and there's a closing date on that or just some announcement, you can just schedule that announcement to be up there every single day until you want it to go away. So I'm going to send an email out. I'm going to write it on the whiteboard and I'm going to put an announcement on Wattify. And if you haven't come to the realization that you do need to put it in all three of those places for people to get it, then you're blowing it. So um, I found it and really, honestly, and I've only started using it maybe like in the past, like five to six months because we, there were some people that were just, again, dropping through the holes because they don't have social media. They never check their email. They don't read the whiteboard but they do check in and look at that screen of what the watt is every day. And it's in yellow font. So it sticks out when you do that. So um, I think it's a really useful tool. um, The announcements. 
Yeah, and, and just uh, that was kind of one small example, but I think that's what we're trying to do with Blueprint and with a lot of our customer education. We do webinars uh, every couple of weeks now is level up gym owners so they can use our software better because ultimately that's going to help them run a better business. And the selfish part for us is the, the number one reason by far we lose customers is their gym goes out of business. And, and that's interesting. We need to all try to help more CrossFit gyms and more, more micro gyms succeed. Um, and I'll, I'll tell you the selfish business reason. We don't want to lose customers, but I think there's, there's some, yeah. there's some, uh, there's some kind of like shared goal there, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the, it's the, they rely some, to, to some extent they rely on you and you rely on them. And I think, yeah. no, I think that, that value I think is really cool. And so on those webinars, uh, for anybody who is, interested like those are not just wattify centric web, uh, web webinars so you guys are bringing in outside uh experts if you will so i know you guys have had chris cooper on there talking about gym health i think john yeah. briggs was on there from insight tax both of them have been on the on the podcast so go listen to those but there there are things that are valuable that have nothing to do with software right that are just like hey run a yep. better business, run a better system slash organization. Uh, and I think that's really, really useful. Um, so um, are, do you guys have any cool ones coming up? Do you know that you know of yet? Uh, we're doing a series with JP from Brick Fitness. Um, he's going to be talking about uh, just, he's actually doing three in a row, uh, three weeks in a row. So he'll be doing a series um, essentially just on, uh, on a few different topics like renewal, uh, reactivation. Um, forget the third R, but he's got you know experience growing a fitness franchise. Retention to, is it retention? Our, that's a, <laughs> I was about yeah. to say retention, but it's, yeah. I know it's not retention. It's oh, okay. a different. It's a different R. Okay. Um, so that one's coming up. I'm going to be doing a one with our uh, director of video at Wattify and talking to gym owners about how they can, without paying an agency or freelancer, create really good video content to use on their website and their social media and, and in their paid advertising. Um, I think video is such a powerful marketing tool and sometimes a little bit intimidating or, or you feel like you have to spend a bunch of money on it. You don't. Um, it's so those crazy. are a couple that are coming up. That's really cool. I'm going to look at that because um, that we kind of dove into that a little bit. So I had um, Tyson Oldroyd on the podcast. That podcast dropped a couple days ago. Um, and so he was an affiliate owner, worked on the training department for a long time, and then was basically the lead producer for, for CrossFit HQ and was produced for the Netflix and iTunes documentaries, Fittest on Earth, Froning, all that stuff. So he has an incredibly unique um, perspective on that whole circle from multiple lenses. And uh, But we talked a lot about video and how easy it is to create your own video, but also utilization of content that is already out there, right? You don't have to create a lot of stuff, yep. but if you want to, it doesn't have to be this overly produced product. Like it just needs to have like some core principles with regard to like how you shoot it. So, uh, that's cool. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I'm probably going to learn something. You can always learn something with regard to that stuff. Yeah, totally. And, and yeah, we're definitely trying to do, like you said, not, it's not just, let's talk about Wattify features. It's let's bring on guests and use our platform as a way like Chris Cooper got, you know, he did a guest webinar with us and 750 gym owners sign up. And it's a really cool way for us to just say, Hey, we have a, we have a platform. Let's bring together people that can share yeah. that content that gym owners will find valuable. I think that's great. And I think that 
is the sign in my personal opinion is a sign of a company that has good values with regard to like, Hey, let's not be, this shouldn't be completely self-serving, right? It's not all about us. If we just bring value all the time, then it's a no brainer to have this relationship, you know? So I think, I think that's cool. I think that's great. Um, I want to talk a little bit about future tools because that's always the question is like, when are you guys going to add this and that and all that Mm -hmm. other stuff? So are there anything that you guys have that you're working on? And if you want to spin this into some of the kind of secondary or tertiary product offerings you have with regard with like um, Pulse or Arena or any of that stuff, like we can go there too. I don't don't know if that falls in the same bucket or not. Well, I think it helps to talk about how we make these decisions, right? And so rather like we can start in the past few years, what have we done and how do we make these decisions? Um, What we look at is a couple things. One is customer feedback. I talked about those stories from 2012 and 13. Obviously we're at a different scale, but customer feedback is still the number one driver for new features and and additions to our product. Um, and the way we do that, because sometimes that's a little bit of a black box or just sounds nice. Yeah. Um, where you submit a support ticket and, and our team goes, thanks, like I've told our product team. And you kind of wonder what that <laughs> like, actually means. You're like, um, you did. <laughs> but but so just to shed some light on it, because we, we literally do, um, we use a tool called Product Board that aggregates and organizes every single piece of customer feedback. And so if it's in a support ticket, in a phone call, in a post on social media, we're able to quickly capture that and add it to like a feature card so that we can keep you know, keep track of how many people are asking for what features. Um, so it's based on th- demand, essentially. And there's, and this is, uh, this is, you know, uh, one, one element. It's the, it's the biggest factor, but, but it, we do c- consider other, other feet, um, kind of other considerations, but um, you can actually go to, this doesn't have all of them because there's like, you know, hundreds and hundreds, but if you go to ideas.wattify.com, that's our public facing ideas forum where you can see these cards and see the votes. And the cool thing is like, see how many people vote for each um, and you can see which ones we've launched very recently. So we, we just introduced that public facing part recently, but the tool has existed for us to aggregate and organize for. Um, and so if that's, that's kind of the number one thing is what are our customers asking for? Um, the second thing is how can we save gym owners time and help them run more profitable businesses? Um, and that's a big, uh, that's a big kind of lens we look through for every feature that we're developing. So again, we'll go back to some of the, some of the things we've done in the past few years, like Waterfly Pulse we introduced, which is real time heart rate tracking. We use MyZone as our partner. So MyZone makes hardware that's like, by far the most accurate heart rate tracking. We partner with them to, to uh, integrate it with our in-gym kiosk. And the reason we did that is we saw a shift in our market, especially when Orange Theory started blowing up. Yep. Of people are, and we heard from gym owners, like we are losing members because people want that, um, that real-time data, they want that gamification, they're asking for heart rate tracking. And so when we hear that, it, it checks not only the customer feedback box, help them run a more profitable business and help their business. If they're losing members, like we need, we need to provide them a solution for that. It will um, helps. It helps deal with competitors because you know, whether exactly. you think, whether you think orange theory is a crap training program or not, the, the point is like people are intrigued by it. And for those people who are like heart rate is bullshit. Uh, well, it depends, 
right? Yeah. So if you're telling, and we talk about this in the what is CrossFit lecture at the level one, if the only metric you give somebody is heart rate, then yes, it is bullshit. It's just like if you tell me your body weight and you tell me nothing else about your, yeah. your biometrics, then that is a useless metric to me. Uh, but it is one more thing that I can use to teach people how to train appropriately instead of using something like RPE, which is subjective in nature. I can use heart rate and I can use that metric for something like to make a real simple analogy. Uh, let's say your Fran time is you did it. At, let's say you did it in three and a half minutes and you, and your peak heart rate was whatever, 168. But I came back and I did it again in another six months. And I have two metrics now to pair with that, which is I have my time and basically my biological output with regard to that. Maybe I still got a 330, but my max heart rate was 140. And I'm like, you're fitter. It's, it's less biological yeah. output to get the exact same results. So you're fitter measurably. And that can help people understand that it's not always just about the load on the barbell or the time on the clock, that there's other things involved there, which is like, if I don't have to work as damn hard to get the exact same outcome that's pretty cool yeah and and it goes it gives uh like another thing we're really invested in is giving your coaches the tools to be more effective because that's such a huge differentiator in crossfit um and when one of the you know important reasons your business a lot of crossfit gyms charge a premium compared to other types of fitness and your coaches need to be able to provide effective personalized coaching and so what if i pulse and heart rate training is a great way to do that because you can see someone's effort level and know whether to push them or, or encourage them to, to take a break. And it provides another level of personalized coaching. And you look at, uh, you know, not to, not to speak like poorly about them, but like orange theory or some of these other boot camps, their, their coaching style is so different than CrossFit. Their coaching is borderline like motivational speaking. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I think it's fair to say it's not coaching. They're not actually teaching yeah. anything. The skills are low, are low, uh, or the movements are low skill, but and by nature, like I, I'm not hating on them either. There's people in there who yeah. are like getting fitter and all that stuff. But from a coaching standpoint, it doesn't require a ton of knowledge or expertise and, and I'm not hating. That's just kind of a fact, yeah. you know? Yeah. The, the one other, this is just top of mind because it happened in a conversation at Wadpalooza, but I thought it was super interesting. Uh, I'm curious your opinion and in general, just wanted to share it was I talked to, I was having a conversation with two gym owners and one mentioned they went to an orange theory recently. And she was like, I do these fitness field trips where I go and I see what they're doing and I just kind of experience it. And then I come back and there's usually one or two little ideas I get from going there that I implement in my gym. And the other gym owner was like, hardcore crossfitter like no that shit's stupid like I, I don't and I was like oh like every gym owner I feel like if I was a gym owner I, I would want to go and see doesn't matter whether you believe in those different types of fitness or you think they're complete bullshit the fact is like you said that people are intrigued they're doing something right and so going there you might you might be like well that was a waste of an hour and 30 bucks but they did this thing at their front desk that I love that might help me sell more retail there yeah, yeah something like that I, well, I, I agree with you, and I'm I'm fully in your camp as well. Which is, I think, where the big hangup gets is like people get caught up on the fitness aspect of it. I'm like, yeah, we can all agree that I'm not going to Orange Theory or uh, My Ride, which is a cycle studio here in Virginia Beach, or Soul Cycle, or any of those other places to to get fitter quantifiably, right? Like we can all that's yeah. that's not even a debate. You're going there to learn something about business, to learn something about customer experience. And the reality is, and this is probably, I don't have a problem saying this fact, they all do it better than CrossFit gyms. Like 
across yeah. the board, 100%. If I go into multiple orange theories, the experience is probably very, very, very similar, if not the exact same. And people have a good experience when they go there. And there's something to be learned there from CrossFit gyms. Like we can offer a better experience and then pair that with a better training modality, right? So it's just like, it's not like, you can't just lay your hat or hang your hat on the like CrossFit's better. Yeah, no shit. Like that's not even, uh, it's not even a debate, but how is your business better? Because if you want to yeah. die on that sword of this is better exactly. training, then by all means you can do that. But like, you're not going to be around in five years. You might not even be around in 12 months. You have to start pairing all that stuff and you have to start stealing those ideas and those little things about where the front desk is placed and what the person says when you walk in the door, like all of those things start to matter because the consumer now has options and they don't know any, any better with regard to like which training modality is better. So you better be competitive in all of those areas. Yeah. And I, and I think, uh, yeah, it was just, a, I, I even liked the term fitness field trips. I was like, it's great. I was like, I like that term and I, it'd be so interesting to see, you know, every, every gym owner, I think could glean some value from that. Um, and so then going back to just some of the other stuff we've done in the past year, and then I'll talk about looking forward. Um, so I talked about, customer feedback and helping them run a better business with Pulse. We added a few other products. One we've added, and obviously you're familiar with this, but in the last year was our what we're calling our WAD marketplace, which is mm -hmm. the ability for gym owners to get programming from expert programmers automatically imported to their Wattify account. And this was, this was a combo of customer feedback, but also how can we save gym owners a lot of time and help them mm -hmm. run a better business. And so we, uh, we launched it less than a year ago and the idea is super simple, right? Like yep. you go in and, and workouts are automatically important to your Wattify account and there's some sort of like coaching, uh, coaching notes or plans so your coaches can see it. But the, the light kind of really went off for us when we started rolling it out. And uh, I had two calls with customers. One called me and she was uh, literally on, on the verge of tears saying, I can spend my Sundays with my kids again, um, which was awesome. Like I'm not... You know, like I said, we, we want to help you achieve your goals. If your goal isn't open for gyms, that's totally fine. Your goal might be just to live an awesome life, having a gym and, and being able to spend time with your family. And so getting your the hours back in your day is, is super important. Um, and then the other one was actually someone who was able to spend, you know, five to 10 extra hours a week marketing and going out and making, you know, trying to drive growth in their business. Stuff that um, has actual ROI because the reality is like your programming has zero ROI. Like that's the reality. Like it's just with regard to like reaching new customers, right? It, it, yeah. it has, it has, depending on how you do it, it has ROI with, with regard to how much time you're spending there. Because I, I was talking to two people who are very well known in the programming um, space yesterday. I was on two phone calls with both of them about just different stuff. And we both, we've all had the same discussion about if you're going to do that well, if you're going to program slash write lesson plans, realistically, if you're going to do it well, you're talking about six to eight hours a week. Yeah. At least. It's a lot of time. And I don't think people really understand what the time commitment is to do that. Um, and that was kind of why we started doing it. And then when we reached out to you guys to, to, to have that, to make it available, it's like, yeah, we do want to save gym owners some time, but then we want to double down on that and create development on top of that and then save them additional time or outsource that or create, you know, a platform with which not only we're going to give you time back so you can do marketing and all those other things, but we'll help you develop the staff as well so that you can create a, a very consistent experience from class to class, which is another thing people don't think about, 
right? It's just like, hey, if, you're, if your rock star is in the 5 p.m. coaching, I'm willing to bet that 5 p.m. attendance is the best one throughout the day. Yep. And, uh, and that's kind of, that's been another big thing we've learned is like some, probably the most immediate need and what maybe get, gets people first interested is like, all right, I want to, I want to save some time. And then they see those other benefits. And suddenly it's, we talked about kind of culture and team development at the beginning, like your coaches feel a sense of investment in them when they're able to read a detailed coach brief or, or session plan or watch a video, whatever it is. Um, it helps them be better coaches. And it's, it's an element of professional development. It, it makes them feel like they're learning and growing from being at your gym and coaching. Yep. Um, and that's going to help you grow and provide a better experience for your members. Um, so yeah, that's been awesome in the past year so that we launched that, rolled it out. Um, and, uh, and if you guys haven't checked your email in the last 48 hours, check it because the email about best hour did, of the day programming we went, went out. <laughs> so yeah, go ahead. And the, and the Wattify team will walk you through how all that works too. So go ahead and give them a shout. Um, yeah, it's awesome. The first time it happens because p- some people have been using Wattify for, for so many years and they've been programming wads for so long. And the first time they, they log in and they just see workouts and we can do it like on the call, like we can push a button and they can refresh their screen and they're like, Oh my God, how'd these workouts get in here? <laughs> oh my God, there's so much time. <laughs> um, and it's, it's, and once they're in there, it's cool. Cause it's, um, the functionalities, the exact same as if you had built it yourself. So if you, if you don't have a piece of equipment or if you want to, delete a workout to do a special like partner workout that you had planned for that day or whatever it is, you can still do all that in your system. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, that's kind of what, uh, or just a few examples of, of what's been happening the past few years and looking forward, um, you know, those decision factors aren't changing. How can we listen to customer feedback and how can we save gym owners uh, time and, and help them grow their businesses? Um, one thing just to give context to this goes back to when I talked about us being bootstrapped. And, and I think it's important for people to, to understand this because it, it actually is a big part of what makes us different in the market. Mm-hmm. Um, every single one of our competitors has been acquired or, or been invested in um, with outside capital, which is, isn't, um, I'm not knocking that. That is a definite like path to take in your business. Um, but what we've seen is that, we can take a very long-term product-focused approach, meaning like we have the smallest sales and marketing team of anyone in our industry by far and the biggest, uh, or not the biggest, but the proportionally um, like engineering and, and success teams um, because we don't need immediate growth for immediate returns. And so what we're doing right now is really laying the foundation for a five to 10 year product vision and investing in like heavily in product because that's that's what where we saw success early on like i said we grew organically from day one and how we see success in the future is like how can we make a product that gym owners love ultimately at the end of the day that's that's what's going to win like if more gym owners love wattify like eventually people will will sign up or will switch over to us um more tangibly stuff that's coming up uh in the next year or two um, I think one thing I'm really excited about is we actually have a, a team right now working on re- we've introduced some new insights and reports in the past year or two, um, but we have kind of a refocus on that. And, and the one of the, the reasons we've started it is more gym owners are asking for more data and more like customized data on their business. And I think it 
it's tied to a bit of a rise in like gym mentoring and consulting businesses that are at, that are kind of demanding that they need these metrics and helping yep. them grow their business. And so for us, the shift is going from like a bunch of pre-built kind of static reports and data into a much more flexible reporting system mm-hmm. where owners are able to to kind of like build custom filtered reports and see exactly what they're trying to see in their business. So yeah. so today we have a report where you can look at like average revenue per member, um, but you can't segment out uh, like coaches and admins, for example. Um, like, like how much revenue they're generating? Is that what you're referring to? They're just like included in the denominator of that calculation. Oh, meaning it's offset like, because that person is not revenue generating. Yes, yeah, versus <laughs> saying like, and that's and that's kind of one example. But the the, the idea behind it is building uh, this new insights and reporting tool that lets you measure exactly what what you're looking to in your business. Um, and and that will help gym owners run, make business decisions so they can run better businesses. No, I agree. And that's something that when I was using uh, MindBody Online back in the day was like, there was a bunch of metrics that I would get in this dashboard, 90% of which were very useless to me. And then I, I'm just looking at some of the, I'm trying to think now, have you guys, because it went, you moved, it, it changed from dashboard to insights. Is, dash, is dashboard still available? I'm trying to think of like- Right now we have dashboards, different. insights, and reports. Um, the, the first thing we're replacing and kind of improving is insights, but ultimately okay. this new system that we're building will be used for all three and it'll be kind of a common pattern because even even what you see in dashboards looks different than insights and there's kind of different-, different uh, Yeah settings and functionality yeah so so we're moving towards a single reporting structure where you know exactly what you can tweak and filter and change and save and then there's other uh small well not small like you know if, if you use us you, you realize the impact of this but uh functionality that will be included in that like being able to automatically email certain reports to like members of your staff at certain intervals so if you have like an all hands meeting every sunday and you want to look at this report uh together we could set up a trigger so it automatically emails to you. Um, so there's some other things that will go hand in hand with that. That's available now? No, that's that's part of this new. That, oh, okay. I was like, coming. damn. I was like, all right. Because that, that's stuff. Because <laughs> I actually do that. Um, and I've talked about this before in the podcast. But like I do that now. But that requires somebody to pull the reports. And then we try to do like a short meeting on uh, like, again, like just trying to stay ahead of things. Like typically our, our Wednesday meeting would look like um, – cancellations in the past in the past week members without payment information or members without memberships to try to look at okay how do we continue to clean up this number so that you know the number of people that i've seen over the years that had a like an the active member number that was wildly inaccurate is well above 60 percent. i mean most people i'm like i know that number's not real based on you just told me what your revenue was and that number right there and that one right there don't (laughs) match up so Stuff like that where you can get that stuff pushed to you would be amazing. Um, or stuff like, you know, trying to get lead metrics, which would be, and I'm, I'm sure you guys are working on this, but I don't know, but the, like looking at stuff that is uh, trying to prevent cancellations. So if so-and-so hasn't been here in four days, boom, that comes up. And, and maybe even like sends me an email, like you need to call Brendan today because he hasn't been here. It's Friday. Yep. Or we know that if he hasn't come in by Thursday, 
in that week, he's probably not coming in on Friday. So if he doesn't come in on Friday, he's not coming in on the weekend. And now we get to that point where like, once you breach the 10 to 14 day mark, the likelihood of a cancellation is extremely high. Yeah. And I think one of the cool positions we're in to, to continue to build features like that is we have more data than anyone in the CrossFit market, right? So even like CrossFit HQ has no idea how much revenue gyms are doing. We know, we know how much revenue the majority yeah. of the market or a big part of the market is doing. So, so seeing trends and seeing, um, what works and what doesn't, uh, also gives us a leg up when we're designing these features, like for, for CrossFit gyms, we're probably in the best position to design these features moving forward because we've been, we started in this industry, we've been in this industry for no long and, that, and now we have the data to actually do it. Yeah. Um, so we can see the actual impact of performance tracking on members, on member retention and, uh, and on everything like that. Would you even say that member like performance tracking is the core function within Wattify? Like, I don't really see it to be that anymore. I mean, it might be from not, not, any, not anymore. Like I, I think, uh, you know, like I said, it was our only product and our only feature when we started, but today it's, um, I mean, people use Wattify without Wattify perform, which is that performance tracking. So, so I mean, pretty much every CrossFit gym obviously uses yeah. it, but, but, there's so much that our, our product does now. Um, it's, it's definitely just one piece of the puzzle. Uh, I don't know if you know off the top of the hand, what is, what is the number one thing people request currently? Um, number or one, one of the, thing, or one of the top ones. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, there's, there's a couple, but they're all related to just more, flexible custom 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 business processes so one is like hybrid memberships is a pretty pretty high one Got between uh, like appointments and sessions for classes um, that's definitely a big one uh, and then and then reporting there's a there's like a number of of top requested features and reports that are all I'd, I'd kind of group them into what I talked about in terms of yeah. building this new new system and new structure um, I know for a while, hot, a hot button topic was like the personal training function. Is that something people are still, or have people just kind of like found other solutions for that and don't care about it as much anymore? Well, the, the, the ability to do one-on-one -on -one appointments was definitely a, a big one that we are, our latest, our newest appointments module we released last year, which is way better than anything we had before that. Um, yeah. and so now people are able to run their, whether it's, uh, personal training or nutrition coaching, or they can even use it for like uh, intro appointments for people. Um, so our, okay. our appointments functionality has gotten a lot better. The ability to kind of track and provide feedback as a personal trainer, um, we haven't we haven't really built out that functionality compared to some other people in the space. Um, primarily because it's not it's not what the the majority of our customers are kind of demanding and asking for we're focusing on like helping their the, the primary business model we're serving is group classes in a physical location with um with appointments and with one-on-one -on -one memberships but not like mm -hmm. pure personal training businesses yeah that and that's just something like so we use third-party scheduling because i do like a like book this podcast through that. So yeah. I, was, I wasn't curious if you could build that out where it would sync with my personal calendar and I would, again, reduce a third yeah. or a secondary scheduling platform that would allow me to manage both my personal calendar that would also have all the classes that I have on there it would tell me when I'm doing a podcast to tell me when I'm doing an intro or somebody's coming in to just do a, um, a, a tour of the gym or something like that. But like, that's always something that I looked at and I'm like, man, if I could have 
one calendar that I could just look yeah. at, like that would make my life so easy. So, but yeah, I mean, that's a big one. Like, and, and this is how I typically approach it is, you know, we've, uh, with appointments, we've released a ton of functionality that'll probably work for 80 to 90% of gym owners to do everything yeah. they need to do. So what I encourage people to do is like, start with that because you're already using our system, you know, our system and when, or if you run into a limitation, then look outside versus going and signing up for an extra piece of software. So, yeah. so a lot of people might use, I don't know what we use Calendly or Acuity or, or one of those. Um, I use Acuity. Yeah which is totally fine. Um, but at least start with what we have built in and see if it can solve your problem before mm -hmm. going out and dropping, even if it's just 20, 30, 40 bucks a month. Um, because yeah, but that's one expense, that the, you know, if yeah, you're talking, exactly. but if you guys are talking about making gyms profitable, like how many other places are you spending 20, 30 bucks? And the answer is it's generally a lot. If you like yeah. crack the hood on any one of those gyms, that's kind of like on the bubble. The reality is like typically the first thing you want to try to do is get a back. And I talked about this with John Briggs is like most of the time you can find something between seven and 10% in revenue by just taking it back and not spending yeah. it anymore. So I think the, I think the top membership in acuity is 50 bucks, but I recently just downgraded it to 25 because I'm not using it for as many things anymore. But if I could get rid of that and it's one less calendar I have to manage, then I'll happily do that. And if I could do everything through Waterfire, then why not? Like again, yeah. one calendar that's linked to Gmail that's got my personal stuff in it too. That would be ideal for most gym owners, you know? So I, I think it's all about, again, consolidation so that you can maximize your bandwidth to do other things, whether it's, you know, if you want to build a new program in your gym or you want to do, do that content creation and you would like to spend the majority of your time in front of a camera, then, then you can do that rather than trying to manage two calendars and they don't sync and then you miss an appointment and that's a sale that you didn't get. Yep, exactly. So, um, anything else kind of, well, uh, that, like people should be excited about in the future? I think, uh, I think another one and it, it's, uh, it's hand in hand with what we were just talking about was when we do, when there are third party softwares that gym owners are using in the past, what we've done is one of two things with a very small number, we've, we've built direct integrations. And then with a lot of the rest, we've just kind of said, Hey, like, if you're using that, good luck. Maybe, maybe you can set up a Zapier. We have some Zap triggers. Oh, um, God. <laughs> but but what, what we're doing now, and, and this is born out of like, you know, in the past year, there have been, you know, a lot of uh, uh, additional kind of products gym owners are laying on saying, okay, like we, we want to be as close to an all-in-one as we can for you but everyone's going to be using, you know, potentially some other tools. And like yeah. ultimately some of these companies, if like uh, are, are going to be able to have features and functionalities that we don't have because that's the, that's their core business. That's everything they do. Yeah. I mean like and that's so, Zapier is like, if you were to describe what Zapier, if nobody knows what it is, it is virtual duct tape. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I just take all these things and I duct tape them together via these zaps. Right. And, but again, that's one more thing that a gym owner has to now learn. Right? Yeah. I want to spend my, all my time and then this zap for whatever reason breaks and it doesn't work and it doesn't push the information over and, and I could maybe go three or four days and not like, and I'm just like, why aren't any of these uh, appointments being booked? Because like this weird zap change yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, how many people have come through this funnel and didn't get to where they needed to? So yeah. yeah and and so, what, so what we're working on this year is like foundational building of public or not completely public facing, but um, for, for other companies, 
public facing APIs and documentation. So they're able to build on top of Wattify in a way that, that is much more integrated than it is in the past. So, so you don't really have to learn two systems as much as you would have in the past. You're yeah. able to actually just access that or have it work with Wattify. And like in, the, uh, in November, we um, kind of did a pilot of this with our QuickBooks Online integration, which okay. is the first example of like within Wattify, if you're using Wattify payments, in Wattify, you can click connect QuickBooks Online and without leaving Wattify, a window pops up that you enter your login info and then it will it will automatically map your payouts and your chart of accounts and everything into QuickBooks. And so a lot of gym owners might use an accountant, um, uh, like a third party accountant. And now they've essentially like, they still pay for QuickBooks, but they don't really have to leave Wattify. <laughs> like it all, it all just talks automatically. So those are the kind of integrations and the kind of work we're doing to integrate with other partners is how can we make it as easy as possible for users who still want some of that functionality or maybe like QuickBooks, it's, you know, we're never going to be a full and accounting system. Um, yeah. Still, still need to use those tools. How can we at least make it as frictionless as possible for them within Wattify? Well, on that note, like let's say you do use a, a third-party accountant, which which quite frankly I'm I'm a fan of. Like whether you use QuickBooks or not, yeah. like like we like we work with. I've been working with John Briggs and, and Insight Tax for three years. Like we were, and I'm I'm a huge fan. Yeah. However, if I can make their life easier, again, all I'm doing is talking about like better reporting, more accurate numbers, less questions about yeah. what is this transaction? How does it get classified? Like all those things, like you can eliminate those one to two interactions a month. Again, peace of mind, more bandwidth, all of those things. And, um, and so, some money back. Yeah. And, and probably some money back depending on if they're billing hourly, yeah. if they have a flat rate, like, I mean, it depends, but like if you've got somebody who's giving you those reports monthly and, and you look at that and it's accurate when you, when it, when it comes through, maybe you don't have to pay for that anymore. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about two other things and then I know you, I know you got places to be, but, uh, Wattify websites and then, uh, but before that, I just want to put that out so, so we don't forget, talk to me a little bit more about Wattify payments, right? So there's, you know, so you have Wattify, but then typically people have like a merchant processor on the back end of that, 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 basically creates that transaction yeah. between Wattify and the credit card processor. Yep. So Wattify payments, we launched in the U S maybe two and a half years ago. Um, and we don't need to dive into the whole world of, of merchant processing, but essentially, like you said, it's, it's, you, you either have a third party payment processor that you have an account with and, and we work with them to process your payments or with Wattify payments, it's something that we've built into our platform. The technology is powered by Stripe. So Stripe's one of the, the leading yep. payment processors. So it's powered by Stripe, but you never actually have like a Stripe login or a Stripe account you have to worry about. It's all baked into Wattify. So for people on Wattify payments, um, there's a couple benefits, but the first is that because it's integrated with Wattify, like you have a tab in Wattify called payouts and mm -hmm. you can see line by line, every deposit that's gonna hit your bank account, all the fees that were deducted for processing, um, and just the visibility into your actual financials is, is usually like much improved because a lot of, uh, you're working with a third-party processor, it, it literally might be like, you get a report, you don't really know how to read, it looks crazy, and you, you have this like almost uncertainty of how much actual revenue you're gonna get and, and it's gonna hit your bank account. Um, that's a, and so if anybody who's not really sure like what, like what the, what he's talking about, so let's say, let's make it real practical. Let's say you have a, your membership is 150 bucks. 
you don't get 150 bucks. <laughs> you don't like you, you don't get 150 bucks. I don't know if you know that. And I'm sorry if I just like ruined your day, <laughs> but you, you don't get 150 bucks depending on, depending on what merchant processor you use, depending on what credit card they may have used or maybe not, maybe it was ACH, that's going to vary the actual take home. So these people who are trying to maximize revenue need to take a look at that. And like, maybe you need to raise your prices because you're, and this is something you have to pair with average client value because average client value is, is predicated on the actual transaction, right? That $150. But to some degree that's inaccurate because it's not factoring in the, whatever it is, 3% merchant fee charge, and then maybe a bank fee or whatever that is. So it's not a hundred percent accurate realistically. Right. And, but now you, yeah. depending on what you're getting, you might be able to figure that out with like to a very, very, very accurate number. Be like, Hey, when it, so that it matches your P and L at the end of the year, when the accountant says, this is the number and you're like, well, that seems about 4% off. And you're like, yeah, if you factor all that stuff in, it's about 4%. Exactly. And, and so the first thing was giving more visibility and clarity into actual financial transactions. Um, that was the first thing we did. And, and the reason we baked it into the product. Um, and the second thing was, how can we simplify the world of like payment processing fees? And so with Wattify Payments, there's a flat fee for every single transaction um, and, and a different one for bank accounts. Um, but that is independent of the type of credit card they use. And there's no monthly or annual fees on top of that. And so going oh, back to it. like some people might not realize this is like there, there are uh, there are like there, there, there will be payment processing that you find outside of Wattify payments that has like lower transaction fees on the surface. We've seen people who think about switching to Wattify payments and will like send us statements and we'll actually like look at them together. We're pretty objective because like, we'll, we'll we don't force people to use Wattify payments. So people have choices, yeah. um, but we'll say like, yeah, you know, maybe Wattify payments rates 2.6% right now you're getting 2.4%, but you're actually, you know, not because if someone uses a MasterCard, you're paying 5% and you're forgetting this like $90 PCI compliance fee. Or this other. So, yeah. so there's so many variable costs sometimes. And we try to just, again, it's, it's, we just want to help gym owners kind of have a, have a little more stability or clarity and understanding how that works. And so, so we've seen this kind of flat rate, um, the a little bit of peace of mind and, and consistency in kind of their revenue projections. Yeah. Um, we actually built a tool, just wattify.com slash calculator, where you can put in, you can like take, take um, whatever you're using today and, and input the revenue you're doing, the processing fees you're paying, like all of it together and choose the Wattify payments rates. And we'll just tell you if you would be making or saving money. Um, huh. I'm going to go do that. Yeah, I would, uh, I would have people check that out. Wattify. So it's wattify.com slash calculator. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah. Go check that out. If you haven't, it's just again, learning, learning it's knowledge. Um, last thing websites, cause this is another one talking about consolidating, integrating yeah. all this stuff. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you talk about websites, I feel like a lot of gym owners, it, it goes back to this thing of like, what, what is, might be a headache or seem like a distraction, but is so important to, to your business. And so um, like when I first started at Wattify, I remember checking out some of our customers' websites or just kind of looking in the industry. And um, I was surprised at how many, I was just like, wait, how do I, how would I actually become a member of this gym? Like, how do I, how do I, like, what's, what's, <laughs> how do the, I give this person money? Yeah, like if I wanted to, like pretty much uh, unless, unless someone's like bringing a friend in and being like, they're going to join this gym, 
people start by researching options out there. And if they look at five gyms and the, and the third one they go to is yours, but they can't figure out how to submit a form or they can't figure out, there's no like clear call to action. They're going to probably join one of the other ones that they searched at because a lot of the competitors to CrossFit, you know, have entire teams or, or organizations that have already provided them with a website that, that uh, is just designed to do exactly that. Um, so we see websites. So, uh, but, but the other thing is like I, how you don't want to learn a whole system and build your own website. Um, so when we, when we launched Wattify sites, um, the, the idea was how can we provide gym owners with an, uh, a lead converting kind of like business focused website, a website that, that is going to get them more members mm-hmm. and not keep them up at night. It's like, how, how can they just have this that they feel like they can make edits to and changes to, and they can improve. Uh, so they're not a little bit in the dark or like, well, I don't know. I pay someone and kind of fix it, but they don't, but they can kind of set it and forget it. They don't need to go in every week if they don't want to, and it'll actually drive new business for them. Um, so I have a question on the website, just for anybody who is quasi familiar with websites, how <clears throat> two questions, actually, how user-friendly is it? And then how much do I have the ability to, uh, not necessarily do build outs, but like change it. Like, do, can I add pixels? Like if like I'm running Facebook ads, yeah. like can I do some of that stuff myself or, or maybe not yet? No. We, so, so my favorite, it's actually pretty cool. Like my favorite thing about websites product is it's built within the framework of WordPress, but customized for gym owners. So for any gym owner that used Squarespace or WordPress or, or one of those other websites, yep. CMS, um, you log in and they're fairly user friendly, but they're they're built for anyone to create any type of website. So they're they're user friendly to a degree, but you still need to spend a lot of time learning those systems and tweaking them. Yeah. Um, and then the other option is you pay a freelancer or an agency, and they charge you a lot of money, and you have no idea how your website's actually built. And if you want to change one word or an image, you have to like wait a few weeks or like pay them to do that. And so we're we're kind yeah of for a lot of them for people who don't know a lot of them you like you don't have full access to your own website yeah. like you like so a lot of them are built basically what they call their their break proof like they don't give you the ability yeah. to go in and break the website which on their end is kind of smart because you know most of us are not website design people so you, like you would go in there and break it however as you get a little bit smarter there are things that like you may not want to go to the design person for be like i know how to do that like yeah. i want to build this landing page real quick i want to slap this pixel on it so that i can track through my exactly. ads manager so that this goes through there and i can track like what is the actual cost per conversion on this athlete um, or i want to add a new coach video in there because i'm want to put like yep. people in there so that people can look at that or add a video that's like all that stuff so i was just curious about that because we yeah, don't so, use it. Just full disclosure, everybody, we don't use Wattify websites because we've had one and <laughs> changing it is always a pain in the ass. I won't hold it but, against you. Well, yeah, like, but I mean, like, I'm, I'm not opposed to, to, to changing it or anybody who might be on the fence about it. Again, like, simpler is generally better because of the narrow function of a CrossFit gym. Like, you, do, you, you need very specific things with regard to, like, what you're going to do. And the easier you can make it and the more integrated and seamless you can make it, the better off you're going to be. And we... uh. Yeah, so we're kind of in between those those two extremes, the the full DIY and the, and the agency or freelancer route, where you can log in and it's it's way easier and simple to use. So you can build out a landing page, you can add or change images, and you can adjust copy completely on your own. And we give you the training to do that, but it's also fully supported. So like you can you can send in a ticket or get support, so you're not on your own. And and um, the results we've seen are are pretty awesome. Like we uh, one of our 
one of our early websites customers, gym called CrossFit Bowling Green. And I called them two months after they launched just because they were one of our first customers. And I was like, hey, how's everything working? Can I get like maybe a testimonial quote or something? And he had prepared like the actual stats because he was like, I just want to tell you, we've had, I'm looking at the numbers right now. He, he goes, we've had an increase of two and a half times the number of leads we were getting. Holy and, I'm actually, shit. And, and he goes, and 84% of those leads are actually converting. I think considered converting to be like into a uh, on-ramp program. Or something. Oh, actual yeah. like yeah. giving money. Got it. Um, and so, and, and he goes, this is my favorite part. Like Wattify sites, if you're using, if you're, if you're doing it yourself right now, um, it's going to be an increase in expense. Like WordPress and Squarespace cost very little. Yeah, yeah. But if you're using almost any other website provider, you're going to save money. This person saved 70%. They were paying uh, like 400 or $500 a month for website. Um, wow. And Wattify sites is $119 a month with, with right now $0 setup fee. <laughs> um, so the, I'm going to be straight up with you. That is, excuse my French, that's fucking cheap. Yeah. And so we're able to do it because it's one, it's not our core business revenue driver. Um, it's, we make most of our money from Wattify core. And yeah. so we're able to provide it as an add on without it being our core business. Um, because we know going back, kind of this recurring theme, we know it's going to help gyms be more successful. And from a, from a product standpoint, when we build out Wattify sites, we make sure we don't force people to use whatever they don't want to. But if you want to use our lead form, if you want to use our appointments, if you want to use some of our web integrations, we can set all that up for you. So, and, and then we know people are using our platform better with their website better. They're going to be customers for longer and they're going to stay in business for longer. So Dang. Yeah, that's the pitch okay. on Wattify sites. There you go. All right. Go look it up. Um, this has been a lot, man. Anything else that you that we didn't, I think we covered a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I think, uh, like, I really appreciate you giving, giving us a chance to share some of our story. I think, um, for any customers listening, cause I'm sure there are, are a couple out there, you mentioned Wattify blueprint. Like mm -hmm. I just encourage you, I know gym management and getting into your backend system is not as interesting or as fun as coaching and talking to your members and doing everything else, but it will help you run a better business. Like I, I encourage you to set some time aside to invest in, learning Wattify, um, whether it's blueprint webinars, or like if you go to one-on-one.wattify.com, some people don't realize that you can just book a 15 minute appointment to, to do, uh, to do a training with some of our support people. Um, so like take advantage of all that. Um, and then if you're not a customer, you know, feel obviously we, we, uh, we talked a little bit about our product and everything. Um, but, uh, our, our sales team talks to gym owners all day, every day. Like if you, if you book a demo call with us, I promise you, it's not a, a, a like, all right, are you ready to sign up for Wattify? It's like, let's learn about your gym. If yeah. Wattify is not a great solution for you, then, uh, we'll tell you that. But so many people don't even want to think about it because they think the, the time and energy of switching their software, cause it's such a big thing will be this huge headache. And like, realistically, we have a team of onboarders who are experts in all of our competitors. They'll ask you for your login. We'll go in there and we'll call for you. <laughs> so, so don't, well, be, don't, be, don't be intimidated by it. Get in touch with us. We'd love to, we'd love to meet you and learn about your gym. That's um, cool. I like it yeah. a lot. Um, awesome. Well, listen, man, I appreciate your time. If you guys have any questions for the Wattify team, uh, just hit us up, DM us, or just go, just call them and, and they'll book an appointment and answer all these questions for you in, in way more depth than uh, what Brendan yeah. and I discussed today. But I think we covered a lot of stuff, man. So uh, I'm looking forward to some of the new releases and, uh, and work with you guys in the future. And dude, thanks. This is great. Yeah. Thanks for being a, a user for so long. And thanks for having us on your podcast.
Absolutely. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback. We are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of Dropping In is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there. Head over to our Instagram. Give us a follow. Like our pictures. Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, Please don't hesitate. Email us, besthouroftheirday at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.